Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What you're about to hear is a life-changing word from God through Pastor Steve Allen Sr. of Destiny Christian Center in Laplace, Louisiana. Enjoy the message and be blessed in the Lord. Our overall theme this year is no negativity. Uh, the subtopic that we're dealing with right now is bitterness, uh, the poison that we drink. Our foundational text is Hebrews 12 and 15. Uh, Hebrews 12 and 15 says, Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many are defiled. Um, now, we said that bitterness is like drinking poison, poison and waiting for the other person to die. Uh, when you're bitter, you're dying, but you don't know it. Uh, real quick, I want to uh, let you uh, know about two ways bitterness can come in. Number one uh, is direct contact. Uh, this is when you're personally involved. Uh, this is when someone has wronged you and the seed is planted in your heart firsthand. I used this example this morning. This is when somebody has borrowed your money and still went out and talked about you. Come on, get your minds right now. Number two is social positioning. This is when uh, you misuse me, and then I go home and I tell my wife how you misused me. Now what's in me has been deposited in her. So when she sees you, she's rolling her eyes and not speaking to you. And then she tells Brittany, and then when Brittany sees you, she's always smiling, but when she sees you, the smile just leaves her face. And then Brittany tells Steve, and Steve, when he knows about the wrong that you've done to me, he's invited you to work out, only for the purpose of punishing you. <laughs> so the seed of bitterness uh, can spread. Now, last week we closed out with three steps uh, to get rid of bitterness. We said, number one, you've got to admit that it's wrong. And forgive the one that's wronged you. Number two, you got to pray for the one that you've been harboring bitterness towards. And number three, uh, we said you've got to memorize scriptures relating to unforgiveness. And I gave you a couple of scriptures last week on unforgiveness. Now, on the heels of that last uh, point, uh, today, I want to deal with how to forgive. How to forgive. Now, turn your Bibles to Matthew 18. When I started out, this was not, I didn't plan on this being a part of this series, uh, but I'm following the leader. Matthew 18, verses 21 through 35. I noticed that last year I did not teach uh, any lessons on forgiveness or unforgiveness or this uh, bitterness stuff. And you know what? We can hear this at least once a year uh, because the devil is so busy and he's trying to hold us back. Somebody shout, the devil is a liar. So listen to what it says here. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times. Jesus said unto him, I say unto thee, until seven times, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. 
Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king which would take an account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him who, which owed him 10,000 talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshiped him saying, Lord, have patience with me and I will pay thee. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. But the same servant, somebody say the same servant, servant. went out and found one of his fellow servants which owed him an hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat saying, pay me that thou owest." And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt because thou desired me. Should not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not every one his brother their trespasses. So, how to forgive? Here's the first key on knowing how to forgive. You've got to ask the Holy Spirit to expose any unforgiveness. You have to ask the Holy Spirit to expose any unforgiveness that's in your heart. See, the reason why this is so important is because sometimes we can become so religious. In other words, it's easy for us to use the right terminology. It's easy for us to act a certain way, but sometimes we need some help so we can see ourselves. And see, the Holy Spirit will help you see you. You know, a lot of times we come to church and we're looking at our brothers and we're looking at our sisters. And even when I start teaching this, uh, this series on bitterness, I ask of you not to look at anybody else, but say to the Holy Spirit, show me me. So I don't want you to take for granted that there is no unforgiveness, but you need to ask the Holy Spirit to expose to you if there's any unforgiveness in your heart. I remember a few years ago, the Holy Spirit exposed to me that there was someone that I, I didn't feel right towards. And this person really, really, really hurt me. And the truth is, I had some hidden feelings covered by a religious face. But the Holy Spirit exposed it to me, and I called the person to tell them that I, I wanted to be free. And you know what? I got that straight. And I was free. It wasn't about him, but it was about me being free. Somebody shout, I want to be free. And I want you to always remember this. Out of sight does not mean out of heart. Out of sight does not mean out of heart. So you got to ask the Holy Spirit to expose anything that may be hidden. Have you ever thought that you was over something? And then you, you had to face the person or face something and you found yourself saying, wow, I still have some kind of feelings or some negative. Am I the only one here? I still have some negative feelings maybe towards this person 
or I still have some negative feelings towards this situation. See, sometimes stuff is in, that's why the Bible says it's a root of bitterness. Roots are hidden, but you know, roots produce fruit that's visible. I'm not, see, y'all looking at me like you're so religious and you just, you got it all together. Come on now, let's just be honest. And, 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 and sometimes, man, you think you're over something until you see the person. And if you hadn't really forgiven that person, they come and all those negative emotions will start up again. I wish it would. You sitting in church in the middle aisle and you see them coming down, you just happen to put your leg out. Now, so you go, oh, okay, now you want to act like you don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, you, you know I'm telling the truth. So you got to ask the Holy Spirit, now listen, Anybody, if there's anybody in my heart, expose it to me because I want to be free. Come on, say it again. Say, I want to be free. Number two, you got to meditate on the extent of your forgiveness in Christ. Now, if this man in our scripture had taken time to meditate on the magnitude of the mercy that was demonstrated towards him, it would have been easy for him to forgive the man that owed him. See, the reason forgiveness is so easy, uh, the reason that unforgiveness is so easy and forgiveness is so hard is because we are focusing on the offender. See, we can't get delivered if we keep focusing on the offender. We've got to focus on the magnitude of the mercy that's been given to us. I'm here today because of God's grace and his mercy. Anybody here? Think about, I want you to think about how many times you offended God. How many times did you tell God, Lord, if you get me out of this, I promise you I ain't going to do it again. I know I ain't the only one. Lord, I promise you. And then three days later, once you get delivered, you're right back doing the same thing. Think about the sins that you committed. Think about the things that God did not expose. Think about the stuff that, listen to this, that's just between you and God and you're glad that that's the case. <laughs> okay, all right. I tell y'all a lot of my life, I tell you a lot of my business, can I help you out? I don't tell you everything. I didn't tell you everything that I did. I told you some of the stuff I did. Some stuff is just between me and God. Hey, hey, there was no witnesses? So, <laughs> so, so, so it was, it's just between me and God, and I am glad about it. Now, you can sit up here and look at me like you've been living holy all your life, but you know you got some stuff in your life that's only between you and God, and you're glad that the person sitting next to you don't really know the stuff you did in the past. So if that's the case, and God has forgiven me, how can I? Now, not forgive those that have offended me. I don't want to be like the man that was forgiven for all of his debt. And the man owed him a very small fraction of what he owed. But he could. Listen, listen, listen to this. Number three, here's the third thing. You've got to exercise your will. See, forgiveness is a choice. Forgiveness involves your will. It has nothing to do with the other person. It has nothing to do with the offender coming to apologize to you. 
See, now most people, uh, most of you uh, have to understand that people that have done you wrong, most of the time, they ain't going to come apologize. Offenders, the offenders, most of the time, ain't going to come tell you they're sorry. So forgiveness has to be your choice. Tell your neighbor it's got to be your choice. Now, it's always easier to forgive if the, if the person comes begging for forgiveness. But our flesh is challenged with that person that walks around like they don't care. And it takes the power of the Holy Spirit to forgive folk that we don't feel deserves it. Oh, it's quiet in this mass this morning. And we make statements like this. I hear what you're saying, Pastor, but I just can't forgive them. You don't know what they've done to me, Pastor. I cannot, for, I cannot, I cannot forgive them. That is not true. You can forgive, but you choose not to. See, there's a difference between I can't and I won't. Look, at, look, look back at this scripture. I'm going to show you this. Go to uh, uh, Matthew 18, verses 29 through 30. I'll read this in the Amplified Version of, of the Bible. 29 and 30. Listen to what it says. So his fellow slave fell on his knees and begged him earnestly, have patience with me and I will repay you. But he was unwilling and went and had him thrown in prison until he paid back the debt. You see, the man in this parable could have forgiven, but the Bible says that he would not, or he was unwilling to forgive. So the issue is not can I forgive, the issue is will I forgive. See, here's the truth. God would be unfair to instruct us or to con command us to do something that we're not capable of doing. So forgiveness is an act of submission to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. You can do it, but you got to want to do it. You got to make a choice and it's important to you to do it. It's not in, it's not uh, for the other person, it's for you. Let me show you something. Go to Luke chapter 6 and verse number 46. And I'm dealing with this because there's a lot of us that's been tied up for years. And I want you to get what God has for you. <laughs> Luke chapter 6 verse, verse 46. And why call, me, call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? Jesus says, why are you calling me Lord and you won't obey? Why call me Lord, Lord, and do not obey? See, you know what? If you are calling him Lord and you're not obeying, you really are just religious. And see, we got to focus on a true relationship. He says, my lordship has to be more than just lip service. You're saying one thing with your lips, but you're saying another thing with your life. And hear this. True forgiveness is hard to extend for some because it demands that people let go of something that they value. And that is their pride and their desire for revenge. So you got to make a choice to forgive and trust God with everything else. But we have a desire for revenge. We have this. And the Bible says, God says, vengeance is mine. Now, now I, don't, I, don't, I don't teach this to you because I've been living this all my life. That, that's, not, that's not the case. I'm teaching you this because I got delivered from a bunch of stuff. 
See, I used to be the guy that if you did something to me, I wasn't going to sleep until they catch you. And I'm telling you, sometimes, man, I, I, I had so many issues that if you did something really bad to me, I'm, I would be so emotional about it. I would be in tears until I, I got, I just got to get him. I'm standing up all night, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. I ain't sleeping until I get him. Am I the only one here? Yes, I am. I'm the only one here. Nobody in here has dreamed about revenge. <laughs> Man, I dreamed. Oh, I had dreams about revenge. I did. I've had dreams about it. And it wasn't necessarily me getting revenge, but it was somebody getting the person that did something to me. And I was shouting in my dream, yeah, get up. The Bible says, God says, vengeance is mine. Vengeance is mine. Number four. You got to forgive with your heart. Come on, say that with me. You got to forgive, forgive. With, your heart. with your heart. Now, see, most of us know what it means to believe with your heart. It means to believe independent of what you're feeling and independent of your circumstances. So as it relates to forgiveness, you got to forgive regardless of the circumstances, regardless to how you feel. You got to act on the word. And I'll say this to you. Forgiveness also takes faith in God because I need power from him to do what I can't do on my own. So I can't forgive folk based on my feelings, but I've got to forgive them based on the word because the devil is always going to play with your feelings. I'll tell you something about feelings. Feelings are unstable and you can't trust them. You can't let feelings dictate the terms of your existence because feelings change. So if you live your life based on feelings, you're going to have an unstable life. And listen to this. When feelings contradict God's word, you've got to choose to do what God says. You've got to choose. And I'll say this to you. You'll have a lot of days where you don't feel like loving folk. You're going to have a lot of days where you, where you don't feel like forgiving folk. But that's the time that you have to choose to be governed by the word. You're not, can I just be honest with you? Everybody that I had to forgive, I didn't feel like it. I wasn't just rushing out in my, oh man, I just can't wait to forgive them. No! I had to, I had to say, Lord, beyond how I feel, I choose to let your word dictate my life. It can't be about your feelings. Because if you just wait on your feelings, you're never going to do what's right. Your feelings are going to always, most of the time your feelings are going to pull you away from the things that God wants you to do. Mm-hmm. All right, number five. Oh, Lord, I knew it was going to be quiet, but I didn't know it was this quiet. Uh, uh, <laughs> number five, guard your, your mind and guard your mouth. You have to choose to keep no record of evil. On your computer, you're able to save certain documents. And you, you save documents in order to retrieve them later. But as it relates to your heart, you should not save the documents of wrongs and hurts that's been done to you. See, you've got to push the delete button on those documents. If you, if you look on your computer, most of you know this, when you delete the junk that you don't want, it gives you more space for the stuff you need. And some of us 
have too many things in our hearts and our minds and it's blocking what we need. So, so what we have to do is we've got to guard our hearts and we have to guard our mouths. This means that I don't go around gossiping and slandering about the one who offended me. And honestly, if, if I'm going to talk to anybody, I need to go and talk to the offender. What good is it to spread it to everybody else? You need to talk. To, if, if I offended you, you need to come talk to me. You don't need to get on the parking lot and talk to everybody as they go to their cars. You need to come and talk. To, that's the mature thing to do. It's immature for you to go around and talk about, because you're not solving anything by talking to other people. All you're doing is spreading poison. And you'll never get it answered by talking to other people. I have a Bible for that. Go to Matthew 18 and 15. I know you're quiet, but you know, I know it's still helping you because I have people tell me afterwards, ooh, that was rough, but I needed it. Matthew 18 and 15. Moreover, if thy brother shall transgress against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. Just the two of you. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. Between the two of you, go and talk to your brother or your sister. I, I remember one day when I was studying this, it really convicted me because I got offended by somebody and I got so mad, I came to the office and I told everybody on the office staff and I had to repent because that was not the word. And you got to understand this, whenever anything is taught, there will be a test. We've been teaching this for three weeks now on bitterness. How many can say that you've had many opportunities for the last three weeks to become bitter? I mean, more, more than normal. I mean, more than normal. There's things. The devil's trying to set you up to test to see if you really got that word or if you're going to live that word that you got on Sunday or Monday. I said the first week, it was the very first week after I, I, I taught on bitterness, I think the Saturday before the following Sunday, I must have gotten ran off the road four times. I'm telling you, and man, man, for a second, just a second, for a second, I was bitter, but I knew it was a test, but I got to be honest with you, I wanted to speak in tongues. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tongues. Tongues that's not in the Bible. Tongues. It was, it was crazy. I mean, one after the other. One between Laplace and Kenna, it was about four times. One person just drove and they, they got in front of me and slowed down. I said, Well, seek a Lamanda Shanda. Hey, you start making up tongue. Oh, he, whoo, he coming on the Honda. Huh? <laughs> Oh, there's always, there's always going to be a test after the teaching. Uh, number six, and I'm, I promise you, I'm, I'm on my way out. Pray for your offenders and pray for your enemies. Romans 12 and 21 says, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. 
overcome evil. You know, one thing we got to start doing, we got to, what we have to stop doing, we have to stop trying to prove how bad we are. And let's start proving how good we are. Stop, I mean, you're faced with situations, you got to start saying, I'm better than that. And I'm not going to allow people to pull me down to their level. I'm going to pull them up to my level. I'm going to show them God and not show them me. But you know how we are. You know how we are. Ooh, I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. See, but you got to stop giving away pieces. <laughs> There's only so many pieces. <laughs> Matthew 5 and 44. Oh, I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. Your words are strong. back and ask the Lord to restore the pieces you've lost. Uh, listen to what Jesus says here. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Go out and look for a way to be a blessing. Do good to them that hate you and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. I got to read this in the uh, Message Bible. Listen, listen to this in the, the Message Bible. I'll start, well, this is going to start in verse 43 in the Message Bible. You're familiar with the old written law. Love your friend and his unwritten companion, hate your enemy. I'm challenging that. I'm telling you to love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. When someone gives you a hard time, respond with the energies of prayer. For then you are working out your true selves, your God-created selves. This is what God does. He gives his best, the sun to warm, the rain to nourish, to everyone regardless, the good and bad, the nice and nasty. If all you do is love the lovable, do you expect a bonus? Anybody can do that. If you simply say hello to those who greet you, do you expect a medal? Any one of the mill center does that. In a word, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, grow up. Tell somebody, say, grow up. You're kingdom subjects. Now live like it. Live out your God-created identity. Live generously and graciously towards others the way God lives towards you. Mm. Grow up. This takes maturity. So Jesus says. To add your enemies to your prayer list. Now you pray for your spouse, you pray for your children, you pray for your family members, you pray for your friends, you pray for your church, you pray for your pastor. But Jesus says the list is not complete until you add your enemies to the prayer list. And I'm not talking about praying the Old Testament prayer. Eye for an eye. (laughs) But I'm talking about praying for their well-being. Now, before I close out, I want to go back to Matthew 18 and I want to show you something. Verses 32 through 35. You there? Listen what it says. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt because thou desired me. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? 
And his Lord was wroth and delivered him unto the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. Now, in that 34th verse, I want you to see that word till. Say till. The scripture says that this guy who refused to forgive the other guy was put in prison to deliver, be delivered to the tormentors. And the scripture says, till. So how long did he have to stay in this situation? Scripture says, till. Till he should have paid all that was due. Now, the question is, first of all, what was due? And secondly, to whom was it due? Now, what I used to think when I read this scripture was I, I used to think that because he refused to forgive, the king came back and held him accountable for the, for the 10,000 talents. But that 27 verse says that the king forgave the debt. So legally, the king could not come back and hold him accountable for the debt because the debt was canceled. So what did he owe? What he owed was forgiveness. And the scripture says that he was going to stay in torment until he paid what he owed. I wonder how many of us today are in prison. I wonder how many of us are being tormented by evil spirits. How many of us are sick? How many of us can't get our healings? How many of us can't get our breakthroughs because we owe somebody to forgive them. And the Bible says that that man had to be there till he paid what he owed. And God is saying to us, beloved, that we're going to be where we are till. So maybe that's the answer to the question that you've been asking God. God, how long? How long before I get my breakthrough? He says, till. God, how long is it going to be? Lord, I've been dealing with this, I've been dealing with that. How long, when will I get my, my answer? And he says to you, till. Till you pay what you owe. You owe forgiveness. You've been forgiven for so much. You're like the man that was forgiven for the 10,000 talents. And now you have somebody that owes a debt to you. And you refuse to forgive them. They've they done you wrong. Yes, I know. I know they've done you wrong. Yeah, Pastor, you don't understand what they did. I understand what they did, but I also understand what they're still doing. Well, not necessarily them doing it, but you're doing it to yourself. And I don't know about you. Listen, listen, when I think of God's grace and mercy towards me, when I think about how good God has been to me and how merciful he's been to me, when I think about even in my own life, I could have died in my mess, but God had mercy on me, there's absolutely no way I can hold you accountable. Listen to me. I can't allow this thing to hold up my blessings. God has so much in store for you. God has so much 
in store for your life. But your blessings are being blocked and they're blocked till. Is it really that important that you hold this person in your heart? I know I know you feel good when you see him and you can roll your eyes and turn your head and don't speak to him. It makes you feel good. But you're hurting yourself. That seed of bitterness will spring up and trouble you. Are they worth your blessings? Are they worth your blessings? You've been waiting for a breakthrough. God, I'm waiting for a breakthrough. God, but you got this, this thing in your heart. And see, listen to me. We were talking the other night about David and his brothers, Eliab. Eliab looked like he had it all together. And the word says that God doesn't see as man sees. Man looks at the exterior, but God looks at the heart. So you can go around looking like you got it all together. You can come to church shouting and jumping. You can worship. You can praise. But God is not looking at your outer appearance. God is looking at your heart. And we've got to get our hearts right. We've got to get our hearts right, beloved. Listen, you're holding up your harvest. You're holding up your harvest. You're holding up your breakthroughs. You're holding up your death. Is it worth your destiny? You read through the word. You see all the promises of God. And you're wondering, why is this not showing up in my life? Or when will it? It will. It's going to show up after you get free. I was telling a young man the other day who's desiring a lot of money. He says, oh man, when I get this and I get that, I'm going to do, do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to do the other. I said, you know what's more important than money? I says, making sure you get the inside straight before you get the money. Because it, you know the, what the truth is? What money does is it just makes you a bigger whatever you are on the inside. So, so, so when, when, if, 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 you're, if you're a certain person, money will just maximize who that person is. So if, 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 I'm, on, if, I'm, if, I, if I'm on drugs, money just allows me to buy more drugs. If I'm an alcoholic, money allows me to go to the top shelf. Anybody been to the top shelf? If, 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 if I'm running the streets and I'm a whoremonger, all money does is allow me to get a, a suite rather than, you know, Motel 6. So I got to get me straight first before the money comes. Because money will just magnify who I am. See, a lot of you are, a lot of you are, Asking God for a whole lot of money, but before the money comes, you need to make sure your heart is right. I want you to concentrate on being free. Some of you are looking at me right now, and you're saying, I refuse to. I ain't doing it. Well, you Whatever you, you may not do it, but you're holding yourself up. 
You're holding, you're holding up your own harvest. I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to ask you to do it for the vine. I'm going to ask you to do it for your life. Let them go. We hope the word you've just heard has blessed you. If you'd like to order other messages or series, please go online to destinychristian.org or call 985-653-9006. Thank you for being a part of this ministry. Destiny Christian Center. Destiny demands diligence, so never quit. God bless you.